targeting tumor cell senescence and polyploidy as potential therapeutic strategies. A review by Tarek Saleh, David Gedwitz and others from the Hashemite University, Zarka, Jordan and Virginia Commonwealth University, Richmond, USA. Seminars in Cancer Biology, 2022. Abstract. Senescence is a unique state of growth or rest that develops in response to a plethora of cell stresses, including replicative exhaustion, oxidative injury, and genotoxic insults. Senescence has been implicated in a plethogenesis of multiple aging-related pathologies, including cancer. In cancer, senescence plays a dual role, initially acting as a barrier against tumor progression by enforcing a durable growth, rest, in pre-malignant cells, but potentially promoting malignant transformation in neighboring cells through the secretion of pro-tumorogenic drivers. Moreover, senescence is induced in tumor cells upon exposure to a wide variety of conventional and targeted anti-cancer drugs, representing a critical contributing factor to therapeutic outcomes. As with replicative or oxidative senescence, TIS manifests as a complex phenotype of macromolecular damage, energetic dysregulation and altered gene expression. Senescent cells are also frequently polyploid. In vitro studies have suggested that polyploidy may confer upon senescent tumor cells the ability to escape from growth or rest, thereby providing an additional avenue whereby tumor cells escape the lethality of anti-cancer treatment. Polyploidy in tumor cells is also associated with persistent energy production, chromatin remodeling, cell renewal, stemness, and drug resistance. Features that are also associated with escape from senescence and conversion to a more malignant phenotype. Moreover, senescent cells are highly heterogeneous and can present with variable phenotypes, where polyploidy is one component of a complex aversion process. Lastly, emerging efforts to pharmacologically target polyploidy tumor cells might pave the way towards the identification of novel targets for the elimination of senescent tumor cells by the incorporation of senolytic agents into cancer therapeutic strategies. Introduction As part of tumor cell evolution, chromosomal changes appear to occur universally in many cancer types contributing to the overall genetic instability of tumor cells. More than 90% of solid tumor cell types are unemployed, having a non-complementary variation from the second chromosomal number, mostly in the form of chromosomal gain. Polyploidy, on the other hand, describes an increase in chromosomal number in multiples of the second chromosomal number, i.e. increases in the complete numbers of chromosomes. Of course, the simplified definition of polyploidy must be complemented with the fact that polyploid tumor cells are heterogeneous and encompass an array of chromosomal instabilities. Unlike plants, where polyploid and chromosomal gains are common, differentiated mammalian cells are less likely to present as polyploidy. However, polyploidy has been documented to occur within the development of red throphoblast cells. 
mammalian megakaryocytes, human immune hepatocytes, human smooth muscles, and human lymphocytes. Importantly, polyploidy is frequently observed in aging mammalian cells. For example, the accumulation of polyploid cells in the mammalian vascular walls in established observation in aging tissue. The population of polyploid hepatocytes also increase in number in aging bulb CA mice in comparison to their younger counterparts. Senescence is a polymorphic cellular phenotype that takes place as part of aging-related processes. Senescent cells contribute to the composition of pre-malignant and malignant lesions and thus an important contributor to cancer cell fate. Moreover, transformed, immortalized tumor cells retain the propensity to undergo senescence in response to different forms of cancer therapeutics, including ionizing radiation and both conventional and targeted chemotherapy, termed therapy-induced senescence, TIS. Therapy-induced senescence, TIS, cells are in a state of prolonged growth or rest, elevated lysosomal biogenesis, macromolecular changes and transcriptomic alterations, often leading to the synthesis and secretion of a wide spectrum of mediators, a phenomenon termed the senescence-associated secretory phenotype, SASP. The SASP facilitates communication between senescent tumor cells and the surroundings, possibly influencing the way tumor cells are perceived by the immune system. Furthermore, senescent tumor cells and most senescent cells are often polyploid. Despite the heterogeneity of the senescent response in cancer cells and the fact that polyploidy is not universally associated with senescence induction, polyploidy appears to be a frequent feature of tumor cells induced into senescence by therapy. These polyploid tumor cells are often referred to as polyploid giant cancer cells, PGCCs. Polyploidy is likely to be a favorable trait for senescent cells, being permissive for acquiring biomass and cellular enlargement to allow for enhanced function in biogenesis, apoptosis resistance, and the ability to persist in a metabolically active state for prolonged periods of time, as shown in mammalian and non-mammalian cell models. Quiescence Another state of cell cycle rest is also frequently reported in tumor cells exposed to stress. As these are often confused in the scientific literature, it is critically important to distinguish between quiescence, a highly transient and readily reversible form of growth arrest, and senescence, a prolonged and durable form of growth arrest from which escape occurs only under certain explicit conditions. Specifically, quiescent describes a state of short-lived growth arrest where cells arrest with a GU1 DNA content followed by a relatively rapid re-entry into the cell cycle. Furthermore, and this point should be emphasized, quiescent cells do not exhibit the morphological, biochemical and molecular alterations associated with senescence, appearing almost identical to proliferating cells. However, the complexity of both phenotypes extends beyond the nature of the growth or rest. For example, it is likely that only one subset of the senescent cell population have a potential for revision to a proliferative state, while the entirety of the quiescent population retains this potential. Additionally, quiescence 
is generally a consequence of mitogenic deprivation, lack of growth factor stimulation or contact inhibition, while senescence is induced in response to higher level stress caused by genotoxic, oxidative, oncogene-mediated injuries. Similar to senescence, the quiescent growth arrest is mediated by cyclin-dependent kinase inhibitors, CDKI, such as P21, although P21 has been linked to a more stable growth arrest, such as the associated with senescence. Moreover, P16INK4A has a minimum role in quiescence in contrast to its uniquely increased expression in senescent cells. Furthermore, quiescent cells tend to have reduced metabolic activity, as evident by a decrease in mRNA translation, despite that several provocative reports have shown that quiescent cells remain metabolically active. Again, in contrast, senescent cells are engaged in a pronounced degree of protein synthesis, which is manifested by the production of a, and secretion of a plethora of soluble and insoluble proteins as part of the SASP. Finally, different gene expression profiles distinguish between quiescent and senescent cells. Induction of senescence in tumor cells is an established experiment and clinical observation. In fact, the accumulation of senescent cells has been proposed to contribute to poor outcomes of treatments. Adverse effects of cancer therapeutics, such as bone marrow suppression, reduced bone density and cardiac dysfunction, and possibly disease recurrence. Accordingly, the concept of selectively eliminating senescent cells has generated higher levels of interest as an approach to mitigate the unfavorable outcomes of tumor and non-tumor senescent cell accumulation. This premise is largely based on the use of xenotherapies, drugs that are capable of selectively killing senescent cells. Several senolytic drugs belonging to different mechanistic categories have been proven to be efficient in eliminating senescent tumor cells both in vitro and in vivo. Interestingly, and perhaps not unexpectedly, senolytics do not appear to be universally effective against all types of senescent tumor cells. They suggest that there are likely to be several druggable targets that mediate the survival of senescent cells and that these targets may differ between cell types and forms of senescence, i.e. replicative versus therapy-induced senescence. It therefore appears possible that the targeting of senescent-related processes that are involved in propagating the harmful effects of TIS, such as polyploidy, could facilitate the targeting of senolytic therapy, thereby reducing the possibility of inadvertently eliminating beneficial senescent cells, such as those involved in wound healing. This review provides a contemporary summary of the current evidence relating senescence and polyploidy in the context of anti-cancer therapy and suggests that polyploid-targeted therapy could provide a unique approach for the elimination of senescent tumor cells. Therapy-induced senescence and polyploidy The association between senescence induction and polyploidy in response to therapy has been documented in multiple tumor and non-tumor models. It is noteworthy that all the literature discussed in this section is based on mammalian cell models. The Wu group provided the robust evidence that tumor cells 
exposed to DNA damaging agents often develop polyploidy when entering senescence. For example, Wangandalis demonstrated the exposure of H1299 non-small lung cancer cells to topisomerase 1 inhibitor captothiacine induces both senescence and polyploidy. Interestingly, the selection of captothiacine induced senescent cells based on nuclear content, specifically the enrichment of polyploidy senescent cells, demonstrated that polyploidy cell variants have a greater proclivity to form viable colonies in culture following a period of stable senescent growth or rest. Accordingly, it was hypothesized that polyploidy is a prerequisite for tumor cells to escape senescence. This premise is supported by studies from Mosiniak and others in which a model of doxorubicine induced senescence in HCT116 colorectal cancer was accompanied by development of polyploidy. Interestingly, when senescing cells were treated with Trolox to reduce ROS levels following doxorubicine treatment, polyploidy induction decreased seemingly without affecting senescence induction. However, the stability of the senescent arrest was prolonged and proliferating progeny from the senescent cell population were not observed. While the authors did not investigate alterations in the expression of cell cycle regulation, DNA damage or other ROS-related factors that may influence growth arrests, the authors' conclusion that this data supports polyploidy as a conductive factor to senescence escape appears to be warranted. This conclusion is further supported by studies indicating that doxorubicine induced senescent MCF7 brace tumor cells that did not develop polyploidy also failed to revert from the senescent state. The Sikora group has also provided compelling evidence for a senescence polyploidy relationship. Wars and others demonstrated that the tricyclic treatment of HCT116 cells with doxorubicine was sufficient to induce morphological changes consistent with senescence, in addition to SA-beta-gel upregulation, SASP induction and polyploidy, further linking polyploidy with the senescent phenotype. Consistent with the previous observations by the Wu group, polyploid senescent cells were involved in the generation of proliferating progeny. These proliferating mononucleated progeny are likely derived via depolypolization, whereby multinucleated cells either bud off into mononucleated cells or undergo asymmetric divisions to produce both mono and multinucleated daughter cells. In this context, polyploidy induced by exposure of well-differentiated rat colon carcinoma cells to cisplatin was dissolved by symmetric division and followed by the ability of tumor cells to undergo mitosis after the senescent growth or rest. These results suggest that depolypolization is one mechanism whereby giant multinucleated senescent cells can escape the senescent growth or rest. Further evidence in support of the relationship between polyploidy and escape from senescence is provided by studies of Ron Huntland and others, whereby in a percentage of cisplatin-induced senescent cells acquired a transient polyploidy 
which was eventually resolved by subsequently followed by proliferative recovery. Classically, tumor cells they evade apoptosis in response to genotoxic stress and the growth arrest via entry into the senescent phenotype. In experimental models, where the growth arrest is potentially reversible and depolypolarization is imminent, poor senescent cells begin to divide and form viable colonies. The time course of the development of polyploidy following DNA damage, growth arrest and then recovery was carefully outlined by Erin Preece and others. Radiation-exposed Burkitt's lymphoma cell lines develop DNA damage and initially undergo apoptotic cell death, whereas approximately 20% of the irradiated population persist in giant cells formed and develop polyploidy within the second week post-genotoxic stress. These giant cells then undergo endoduplication and the chromosomal DNA rearranges in multiple subnuclei which can then resume DNA synthesis, allowing for mitotic division into dual cells. Interestingly, the frequency of mitotic escape from radiation-induced endopolyploidy is on the order of 1-2%, suggesting that the assumption of proliferation from the polyploidy state is a rare event and that not all polyploid tumor cells have the capacity to regenerate. It is important to note that not all senescent tumor cells induced by genotoxic forms of stress become polyploidy. For example, only 20% of senescent A549 non-small cell lung cancer cells exhibit polyploidy when induced into senescence using etopisomerase 2 inhibitor etoposide. Moreover, while depolypolization may represent one mechanism whereby cells can escape from the senescent growth arrest, the escape process is more complex, involving genetic reprogramming, epigenetic modulation and acquisition of stem cell-like features and aggressive traits. In a recent publication we demonstrated the H460 non-small cell lung cancer cells undergo senescence in response to etoposide exposure. In addition to upregulation of SA beta girl, induction of P21 expression, the acquisition of epigenetic signatures consistent with senescence such as H3K9ME3, and the increased expression of several CESP related genes. A subpopulation of H460 cells also developed polyploidy, showing clear multinucleation. Multinucleation rather than polyploidy per se was further microscopically identified in a senescent H460 cells following the flow cytometric enrichment based on the cellular size and SA beta gal expression. While senescent H460 tumor cells were capable of resuming mitotic division following a period of growth arrest, the cells that underwent mitosis were not strictly multinucleate. That is, mononuclear senescent cells were also capable of undergoing proliferative recovery, suggesting that multinucleation is not absolutely required for facilitating escape from the senescent growth arrest. 
Taken together, these observations strongly indicate that polyploidy is a common feature of therapy-induced senescent cells and that polyploidy contributes, but only in part, to the ability of the tumor cells to overcome the senescent growth of rest based on in vitro studies. Targeting polyploidy as a novel senolytic approach Rationale for the incorporation of senolytic agents in cancer therapy The precise impact of the accumulation of senescent tumor cells in response to cancer therapy remains to be determined. However, the research community has gradually come to accept that TIS is not necessarily a beneficial outcome of therapy, a proposition that was largely based on the premise that senescence is an irreversible form of growth or rest. In contrast, accumulation evidence in recent years has suggested that 1. Senescent growth or rest can be evaded and senescent tumor cells can resume clonal proliferation. 2. The escaping senescent cells acquire stem-like characteristics due to genetic reprogramming permissive for a more aggressive behavior such as accelerated tumor-forming potential in vivo and cannibalism of cells as a mean of survival. 3. Senescent non-tumor cells can contribute to unfavorable effects of cancer therapy. Finally, 4. The interaction between senescent tumor cells and the immune system remains poorly understood and it appears likely that some senescent cells are able to avoid recognition and consequently elimination by the immune system. Accordingly, the potential strategy of eliminating senescent tumor cells has generated significant interest based on the utilization of a newly emerging drug class collectively named Senolytics. Senolytics are a group of mechanically diverse groups that can selectively activate apoptosis in senescent cells while sparing their proliferating non-senescent counterparts. Several senolytic agents have shown substantial capacity to eliminate senescent cells in different preclinical models. Consequently, some of these agents are now being investigated for the management of certain aging-related pathologies based on the rationale of selectively clearing senescent cells. Senolytics targeting PCL2 pathway are effective in eliminating senescent tumor cells. Of the senolytic agent widely used, PCLXL modulating agents such as the BCL2 family inhibitor, Novitoclax, have shown the greatest promise in preclinical studies for eliminating senescent tumor cells. ABT263 inhibits the BCL2 pro-survival protein BCL2, BCLXL and BCLW by binding the BH3 domain and preventing the interactions with pro-apoptotic BH3-only proteins or exogenous proteins. Senescent cells show increased dependence on the proteins and thus can be selectively targeted by interfering with their functions. Importantly, inhibition of PCLXL appears to be the driving apoptotic stimulus across various senescent models and we have recently provided compelling evidence indicating that Navitoclax can effectively promote senescent tumor cell killing both in vitro and in vivo by directly interfering with BCLXL-BAX interaction 
evidence for the effectiveness of ABT263 in eliminating senescent tumor cells was corroborated by experiments in preclinical models of breast cancer, as reported by Shahbandi and others. Here, it was further demonstrated that MCL1 inhibition might be required to facilitate ABT263 killing of senescent tumor cells in systems of low NOx expression, suggesting that BH3 mimetics are not universally efficient in inducing cell death in senescent tumor cells. Because of reservations regarding the hematopoietic toxicity of Navitov plaques, efforts have been directed towards utilizing more tumor cell specific ABT263 analogues or through pharmacological modulations to mitigate Navitoclax toxicity and enhance its analytic effect. Notably, while other analytics have shown some activity against nascent tumor cells, such as cardiac glycosides, cetraline, and paniboloplasts, others have failed to demonstrate desired outcomes. Cardiac glycosides primarily target the N plus K plus ATPase a highly conserved plasma membrane pump that affects sodium to the exterior while pumping potassium into the cell. However, in senescent cells, the expression of sodium-potassium ATPase is similar to that of proliferating cells, but its inhibition results in depolarization of the senescent cell membrane, increased intracellular sodium levels, blockade of the sodium-calcium and the sodium-hydrogen exchangers, consequently leading to H plus build-up, acidification of the senescent cell, and ultimately cell death. Cetraline is selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, SSRI, that is widely used for the treatment of depression and anxiety. While cetraline exerts senolysis at superclinical concentrations, it results in the inhibition of S6RP and 4EBP1 phosphorylation, both complicated in the activation of mTOR. Consequently, the analytic mechanism of cetraline is related to its modulation of mTOR signaling, which affects the viability of senescent tumor cells. Lastly, painobinostat is a histone deacetylase HDAC inhibitor that has been developed as an anti-cancer agent and exerts its analytic activity by decreasing BCL-XL expression tumor cells. Are polyploid senescent tumor cells more amenable to BCL-XL mediated senolysis? It is not clear whether polyploid senescent tumor cells are more amenable to killing by BCL2 inhibitors than senescent tumor cells that fail to undergo polyploidy. BCL-XL inhibition has been reported to reduce the viability of polyploid LNCAP prostate cancer cells. This effect appears to be largely due to the long-term dependence of chemotherapy-exposed giant polyploid tumor cells and activation of the antipoptotic members of the BCL2 family that mediate resistance to apoptosis. Moreover, polyploid tumor cells seem to shift the survival burden from MCL1 to 
BCL leaks cell, rendering the tumor cells susceptible to Navitoclax in a fashion quite similar to that of senescent tumor cells. Although this commonality in the susceptibility of polyproid tumor cells and senescent tumor cells to BCL-XL inhibition has not actually been considered to any substantive extent in the same models, at least towards the tentative conclusion that polyploid senescent cells are likely prone to senolytic clearance by navitoclax and similar compounds. However, it remains to be determined whether both BCL-XL mediated apoptosis resistance and polyploid occur concurrently as components of the senescent phenotype or whether development of polyploidy as a component of senescence facilitates or promotes BCL-XL dependence. Targeting polyploidy as a potential senolytic approach While utilizing BH3 mimetics appears to promote the removal of harmful senescent cells contributing to cancer and aging-related pathologies. A major limitation of the resulting universe senolytics is the elimination of beneficial senescent cells, such as those involved in wound healing. They suggest that for the senolytic agents to be exploited as useful anti-cancer therapeutics, they would need to be designed to optimally target only the senescent tumor cells and perhaps more selectively target the subpopulation of senescent tumor cells that has the potential to regain proliferative capacity, acquire stem cell-like characteristics and generate more aggressive progeny. The close association between senescence and polyploidy and the likelihood the polyploidy facilitates some of these undesired outcomes of TIS creates a scenario where the specific targeting of polyploidy could serve as a potential strategy for eliminating senescent tumor cells. Recognizing that while targeting polyploidy is unlikely to result in maximum clearance of senescent tumor cells, it might nevertheless provide a strategy for effectively eliminating those senescent tumor cells that are at greatest risk of revision to a proliferative state and developing a more aggressive phenotype than the original tumor cells. Unfortunately, this may be an idealistic and unrealistic hope given that very few compounds have been shown to directly and specifically target polyploidy cells. Furthermore, it has not been confirmed as to whether polyploidy senescent cells are the only candidates accounting for the senescence-associated and desirable effects of therapy, including self-regeneration and tumor cells. Lastly, targeting polyploidy might interfere with some physiologic contributions of polyploidy, especially in tissue generation, resulting in adverse outcomes. Of those pharmacological agents that have been identified to target aneuploidy, it was shown the inhibition of checkpoint 1, CHK1, selectively reduces the viability of tetraploid HCT116 colon cancer cells. Checkpoint 1 is a serine theonine-specific protein kinase that is highly involved in cell cycle regulation and DNA repair. 
Inhibition of checkpoint 1 is likely to drive a tumor cell exposed to genotoxic stress into cell death due to interference with its ability to hold growth and initiate DNA damage repair efforts. The checkpoint 1 inhibitors UCN01 or SD1A25 induced selective cell death in tetraploid tumor cells in a P53 dependent fashion and evidently through the activation of P38 mark. Interestingly, it was long demonstrated that UCN01 can reduce the density of timozolomide induced senescent glioblastoma cells in culture when administered sequentially after timozolomide removal. Despite ample evidence for the chemo and radiosensitizing abilities of checkpoint 1 inhibitors such as UCN01 in preclinical studies, many of these agents have failed to progress through clinical trials because of an undesired adverse effect profile and suboptimal pharmacokinetics. Another target that has been shown to facilitate cell death in polyploid tumor cells is the mitotic kinesis EG5. The methylenastrin and EG5 inhibitor promoted selective killing of tetraploid HCT116 colon cancer cells relative to their diploid counterparts through the activation of mitochondrial apoptosis. However, dimethylastrin selects for multinucleated giant senescent cells induced by oncogene KRS of expression, suggesting that its use to eliminate polyploid senescent tumor cells is worthy of further exploration. Furthermore, EG5 is essential for cell cycle division and its inhibition would be effective only if a polyploid senescent cell is reverting back to proliferative state. Three compounds, AICAR, 17AAG and chloroquine have been shown to exert cytotoxic activity against unemployed cells, particularly trisomic mouse embryonic fibroblast MEFs, through drug screening strategies. AICAR, an allosteric activator of 5'AMP activated protein kinase, AMPK, resulted in the preferential killing of trisomic MEFs in a more effective fashion than metformin, another AMPK inducer. The effect was proposed as a senolytic xenomorphic agent. 17AAG is an HSP90 chaperone inhibitor that was also identified as a selective aneuploid eliminator. Interestingly, 17DMAG, a similar inhibitor of HSP90, was identified as a potent senolytic in several senescence models. Finally, chloroquine, an established lysomyotropic agent and autophagy inhibitor, also exerted an anti-aneuploid activity. Recent evidence has suggested that autophagy modulation is a potential stenolytic approach as several compounds such as bifilomycin A1 and several macrolide antibiotics have demonstrated effectiveness at eliminating senescent cells. We have demonstrated that senescence and autophagy occur simultaneously in chemotherapy or radiotherapy exposed tumor cells 
but that when autophagy exhibits a non-cytoprotective function, it is unlikely to influence therapeutic outcomes in senescent tumor cells. While supporting the minimal role of autophagy induction during the senescent state in terms of cell survival, a report by Boychuko and Staniak and others strongly suggested a cell revertance from a doxorubicin-induced senescent growth arrest exhibit an increased autophagic index and the dependence on autophagy becomes essential for the survival of cells escaping the polyploid senescent phase. This again places autophagy modulation into consideration as a senolytic tool to abrogate the proliferative reversion of polyploid senescent tumor cells. Lastly, tamoxifen has been proposed to have the capability to interfere with the budding process of those cells from prostate cancer, glioblastoma and melanoma giant polyploid variants and thus can be also investigated as a novel approach not to kill senescent cells but to interfere with the ability to give rise to proliferating progeny. Resveratrol, a naturally occurring polyphenol, viably modulates senescence-related molecular pathways. For example, resveratrol induces senescence in MCF7 and A549 cells through activation of the DNA damage repair response, DDR. Moreover, resveratrol enhances the senescence-inducing potential of ionizing radiation in lung tumor cancer cells. Despite its predominant antioxidant effect, which has been shown to paradoxically induce senescence in mesenchymal cell cells, resveratrol can also generate an oxidative effect that mediates senescence induction in tumor and non-tumor cells. In contrast, resveratrol has been shown to reverse senescence-related phenotypes through oxidative stress-lowering effects suggesting a more complex connection between resveratrol and senescence. Interestingly, a high-throughput drug screen has identified resveratrol as a potent agent that selectively kills pre-malignant and malignant tetraploid cells. Accordingly, resveratrol might be investigated as a potential senolytic to eliminate polyploid senescent tumor cells, given that many natural compounds such as Epigallocatecin, gallate, curcumin, quercetin, and fisetin have shown promising senolytic potential. Finally, the same drug screen has also revealed salicylate as another potent antitetraploid agent, providing the opportunity for investigating similar compounds to enhance the outcomes of senescence-inducing therapy. Conclusions The senescence that frequently occurs in tumor cells upon exposure to chemotherapy or radiation can maintain tumors in a state of growth or rest for an extended period of time. However, cytokines and chemokines that are secreted from senescent tumor cells can have a deleterious influence in the tumor environment, including the stimulation of tumor growth. Furthermore, subpopulation of senescent tumor cells appear to have the capacity to revert back into a proliferative state, often demonstrating a more aggressive phenotype than the primary tumors, which could potentially contribute substantially to disease recurrence, as well as refractoriness to subsequent therapy. 
It has often been noted that some senescent human cells demonstrate polyploidy, which is not unexpected since polyploidy cells are logical precursors of the actively replicating cells that reflect proliferative recovery. What is currently unclear is whether polyploidy is a rigorous requirement for escape from senescence or whether escape can occur via both senescent cells that retain the original polyploidy and polyploidy cells, and whether the recovered cells may prove to have different genetic or phenotypic profiles with regard to e.g. aggressiveness and stem cell characteristics. It will further be of interest to determine whether the action of senolytics might preferentially target normal ploid or polyploid cells, since the administration of senolytics rarely eliminates an entire senescent tumor cell population. In event, the use of senolytics holds promise for delaying recovery from senescence and controlling tumor dormancy and disease recurrence. Thank you for listening. If you reach the end of this podcast, means you're into science, so follow me on Twitter to stay in touch.